Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. Hour number two. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. 15, 20 minutes, somewhere around there. Dylan Montz on Iowa State. Look forward to catching up with uh, Dylan on our weekly conversation. We'll give you, the audience, an opportunity, at least four of you, uh, to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. That's coming up at about 11.45 as we take you until noon. Right now, let's talk Valley, shall we? Their Des Moines team, boy, they got a big one on Saturday early evening, 5 o'clock. The nap is sold out. You and I, Drake, will do battle again. It was such a tight game early in February. February. Game was tied, if memory serves, as they came to the final media timeout. He's the head coach of the Bulldogs, Darren DeVries. Coach Trent Condon, Ken Miller, good to talk to you. How are you, Coach? Hey, doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. No, listen, appreciate you coming on. It's been a fun season to to watch your team. And, boy, there's, there's a whole bunch of if a woulda shoulders when it comes to this team, Coach, because I think that, uh, you know, they're locked into playing in on uh, on, on Thursday night uh, in St. Louis. This doesn't feel like a team that deserves to be in there. Conference is so much better, so deep. But uh, you guys at seven, it feels like uh, that you're kind of being underserved a little bit. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. I feel like we've played uh, well enough in, in a lot of games, and uh, we've been good at home, fourteen and one. We just had some struggles late uh, in, in games on the road, and, and have come up short uh, uh, and missed out on a few opportunities there. But uh, certainly like the group. It's been a fun group to coach. They, they they play hard every night. They play unselfish. We got one more opportunity here at the Nap Center on Saturday to end the regular season. And, and hopefully build a little momentum before we go into conference, uh, the conference tournament. No doubt about it. Boy, the Loyola game earlier in the week, Coach. Jackson's got a look right down to, it was under 10 seconds. I don't know exactly what it was. You take that shot every time. It was set up. He had it and uh, could have had one of those upsets go in your favor, but it, uh, the darn thing just wouldn't fall. Yeah, it, it just felt like it was our turn, <laughs> you know, the way we really lost did. a few of these on the road. Uh, uh, that that one was going to go down, but uh, I, I must be paying for for some things that I did in my youth. But, <laughs> so we, we got to be getting close to running out, I hope. But it's uh, yeah, we've had just a few of those uh, on the road where we had some opportunities to win it and couldn't quite come up with that big play uh, to come out with wins. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's still been a, you know a fun year and. Uh, excited uh, for this last opportunity at home on Saturday. Well, certainly the building blocks feel like they're in place. You look at that sophomore class, Leon Robbins, the way that he has developed as their big guy in the middle. Penn, a transfer from Siena, sat out last season. He's playing at an incredibly high level. Garrett Sturts, who is one of the most efficient offensive players, mm-hmm. not the MVC, in the country. That sophomore class, got to be excited with the future. Murphy in there, too. Really a nice building block as those guys next season will become upperclassmen. Yeah, I'm excited about the, the group we have coming back. Uh, you know, DJ Wilkins as well in, into that group. And, uh, uh, you know, Noah Thomas is a junior. Jonah Jackson is a junior. So you, you have four of your top six are sophomores and, and the other two are juniors. It's it's a good place to start uh, or, or to build off of going into next season. But we're still hoping to get a lot more basketball out of this group uh, this mm-hmm. year. And, and uh, you just it only takes that one game to get it going. And in the conference tournament, 
just got to get hot for for three or four days, and and uh, you never know. And and that's what we keep telling our group because it, it's not like they're far off. They've just been right there in so many games, and and you know been good at home. So I, I still have a lot of confidence that we can we can pull something together, and, uh, and would love that for that to start on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Liam Robbins, Trent mentioned him, coach. Uh, the the improvement that uh, that we've seen, and and good for him for putting in the effort to get to this point, coach. I'm on on record saying that I I think this guy's going to get paid to play basketball in his future. I, I really do. I mean, another season in the weight room, and you can starting to see the body. There's certainly his arms starting to get some uh, definition to them. Uh, his game continues every time I watch him he does something that uh, seemingly might not have been there I, I know you went back you go back to last year in the conference you confidence you instilled in him uh, in the postseason tournament but am I crazy to think that Robbins has a chance to you know to earn some money if that's the path he wants to take once his Drake career is over no I think you're absolutely correct and and to be honest that was a big part of our conversation at the end of last season uh, before our postseason tournament was, I think I told Liam, I think you can make money playing this game if you're willing to commit yourself to it and start thinking of yourself um, in that light. And, and he certainly has, has taken on that uh, uh, challenge. And, and he's the good part is he, he has so much more he can grow into yet. And he's already you know, a good player, but I think, I think he can be one of the great ones to ever play here. And, and, uh, after he's done here, go, go on and play for, for as long as he can. Cause he just has so many tools. He, he falls out of bed right now and gets 15 and nine, <laughs> right. three or four blocks. And, and, uh, he, he really doesn't even know what he's doing yet. And, and I think that's, uh, uh, that's the beauty of what uh, he could become and, and turn himself into as we move forward. Well, of course, ultimately, you guys are going to Arch Madness next, next week and looking for that championship. If it doesn't happen, though, and you guys are knocked off down in St. Louis, a year ago you played in the CIT. Will that still be on the table? What was your experience like? You guys had to go out to Southern Utah, lost that game in overtime. But the experience, I know it's a little bit different, certainly, than the NCAA tournament, the NIT. But your guys' thoughts overall on that CIT? Yeah, I thought it was great for us last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we took that uh, weaker, you know, and change uh, leading up to that tournament, uh, and really put a focus on that. what do we want to get out of it. And our focus was because Glenn was hurt at the time. Yep. Is we're gonna we're gonna make Liam the featured guy for that game, and we started that in practice just to put kind of more responsibility on him and start to think of himself as a, a, a starter. And I thought it was tremendous for him. I thought he carried that opportunity from that game and I thought he carried it into his summer workouts and, and then obviously into this season. So I thought it was great for us. I, I thought we got a lot out of it. Um, you know, and we'll see where the season ends up this year and look at, you know, what um, makes the most sense for us, um, uh, you know, after that's uh, after our last game. But hopefully that, that means we're in the NCAA tournament. And if not, then we'll, we'll make some uh, decisions after that. Darren DeVries, Drake uh, head basketball coach, is our, is our, is our guest here, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Coach, the, uh, the last time you two schools played uh, at the McLeod Center was such a terrific basketball game for 36 minutes. I thought the game was uh, could go either way. You had a, uh, a narrow lead if memory serves at halftime. You come to the final media timeout, the game is tied or, you know, it's, it's really close. Um, he held Fife. Fife was in some foul trouble in that game. Green's green. He, he went off at the end of the basketball game. But what can you do differently as you think back to that game at the McLeod Center that might turn the tables on the Panthers tomorrow? Yeah, that was a, a, a great college basketball game. You know, we, we were ahead by a little bit of half. We were up five with 
just over five minutes to go and had the ball, and, and we just couldn't quite close it out. But, uh, you know, and A.J. AJ Green was sensational that night. Uh, so I think it starts there with uh, we we got to try not to let him get 34 on us again. But the, the problem is he, that some of the shots he made are, you know, they were, just, they were tough. I mean, yeah. he made some big-time plays in that game. And, and a couple of their other guys did, too, Alderman and Burrell. Uh, you know, it, it was they, they made plays that they needed to make to win the game. And, you know, I, I think we just got to do something very similar to last game and, and uh, just go out there and really compete and, and get after them. And, and uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, a couple of those 35-footers go, go <laughs> right. off the iron this time instead of through the net. But, you know, credit to them. They, they, they played well and they – they made a lot of great plays, but it should be an awesome atmosphere. You know, at their place, it was sold out. Yep. You know, awesome game for the state, and, and now we get to finish up here in the Nap Center with a sold out crowd, and um, you know, two two really good teams, and obviously they've had an awesome year. I think they're a, you know a top twenty five type team mm-hmm. coming into the Nap Center for our, our home finale. Yeah, it's going to be great. Excited to be in the building for that one. Nap Center tomorrow five o'clock, and maybe going to be some scalpers outside selling those How tickets to the sold out crowd. Love it at the Nap Center. That that kind of leads me to my next point, Coach. As you were at Creighton for so long, you saw that banged out building. You saw East City very similar size as Des Moines, and the way that they embrace Blue Jay basketball. We see the numbers, the attendance numbers, and even with the good product that you're putting out on the floor, it certainly hasn't got to that level. What more can you do? I know there's a lot of different elements that go into it and getting people to the NAP Center, not just for a game against you and I or Loyola or a team like that, but for all these MVC games. What more can you guys do, though, to get the people into the NAP Center and see what you guys are doing there? Well, it takes time. I mean, it, it really does. Even, even, you know, I was at Creighton for 20 years, and and it took us a while to get to that point. Uh, and I love, you know, what the, the people of Des Moines are, are coming out and supporting us and our fan base is growing and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. We got to continue to put a good product out there. We got to put a product out there that, you know, people like to watch. They enjoy, you know, seeing us play and, and then, you know, add some, some in-game things that, uh, you know, make it fun for fans. And I think we're doing that. I, I think we're on the right path. I, I know there, there's a lot of people that have jumped on board, here these last couple of years, and, and, and we would love to see that continue to grow. So it's exciting. Uh, we, we love it. Uh, we love the people that are out supporting us, and uh, we look forward to hopefully growing that fan base as we continue to move forward. You know what I think has also been good, Coach, not only for you but for the for the conference over, uh, overall. I think ESPN Plus is a huge feather. And, and people are like, I'm 61 years old. I was slow to get to the, you know, watch it on your iPad. Were you kidding me? Why would I do that? Games are on TV. They're not on my iPad. Well, they are now. But ESPN Plus, I think, has been really good for uh, for your conference. Coach, I've seen more Drake games this year than, than a, lot, a long time. Yeah, and what it does is it allows fans to be fans because they get to watch all the games. So you become, you know, more emotionally tied to right. it. You know the you, team. You get to see the game. Yeah, you know the team. You get, you know the players. You get to know everybody. At least from my perspective, I grew up. Um, I like the Cubs. Why? Well, they're on TV. Right. They're on WGN, and I got to know the team, know the players. Uh, you know, I had a favorite player and those type of things. And that's what ESPN Plus does for us in our league and, and, and us for just as an individual school. 
it allows us to grow our fan base because people do get to know our players and coaches and and get to follow us uh, not just when we're in the nap center and they're at the game they get they get to do it all the time if they choose to well i hope the schedule maker puts this as the final game of the year every Every year year. i absolutely do right there with you i think it's the way it should be i'm with you we got two schools in the mvc coach speaking of this mvc tournament you and i is going to be the number one seed regardless of what happens loyal is there as the number two but you saw missouri state the preseason pick maybe playing as well as they had a couple of weeks ago when they knocked you guys down there in Springfield. We know what Mullins has done at Southern Illinois, that tough team there. This thing feels like it's got a chance to be crazy, wide open there. Who do you think's playing the best basketball, making their way down to Arch Madness right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams yeah. that uh, are kind of making their push. Indiana State's playing really well. Yeah. Even that's the team you know, hadn't even mentioned yet that's uh, playing well right now. And, um, you know, Northern Iowa's, you know, has put together the the whole season, so I, I think you got to tab them as the, the the ones to beat. But all of their games too, they they come down to those last you know three to five minutes, and, and they can go either way. And I, I agree with that. This conference tournament's going to be so much fun for for fans of all the teams to go down. Everybody's got a shot at it. Your margin for error is really thin. Mm-hmm. You know whether you finish first or you know as, as, all the way down to that seven eight nine game. I think there's a lot of teams that can go make a run, and it should be exciting. Well, shame on us, but better late than never, I guess, though, Coach. We got to you, and we look forward to doing this a whole bunch more in the future. I enjoyed this. Thank you for coming on, Darren DeVries. Have fun tomorrow. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I can't wait to watch. Thank you, Coach DeVries. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Darren DeVries, Washer Systems of Iowa, presents all of our Missouri Valley Conference uh, coverage all season long. We should have done this earlier. Yes, yeah. We should have. But we got to it. I guess. And uh, maybe get to him again after a big, big run down there in Arch Bandit. So you're going by the sounds of things? No, can't. Got state basketball. Oh, do you? Yes. I love state basketball. I know. But wish state basketball was in February <laughs> or April. One of the two. It's the same complaint I have for the NCAA wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. Wish it was at a different time. It's just it's so busy with so much going on during that time. I was talking about that sophomore class for Drake. Yep. But the sophomore class in general in the MVC. I know it. We've been we thought maybe there was <laughs> a path to the for Northeast. You and I. Yeah, right. With AJ Green yes. and Austin Fife. They're they're set up really well. But this conference as a whole, can the MVC after Creighton loss, oh, it'll never be a multi bed league again. It was. And Wichita leaves. It'll never happen again. And I know it still could happen this year. And in the future, Bradley's got a nice program. They're humming along at a good level. We know Loyola is doing well. Drake is building up. Illinois State, the sleeping giant. Mo State, another sleeping giant there. I don't think it's a stretch for them to get back into that tier where is it going to be ever four that they got? What was that, 2005? That was a long time ago. That's not going to happen. Probably not. That was a perfect confluence of things coming together. But two teams getting in, three out of every five years, I don't think that's a stretch with this league. It is building its way back up to becoming that kind of conference. Yeah, and look at the parity throughout college basketball this year. I think think you're on to something. I hope you're on to something. Look, uh, I think I was Lenardi. Uh, the the register put together kind of an aggregate of all of the, and Shelby Mass was part of it, Mm -hmm. Lenardi was part of it. It seems like the consensus was... Get the Sunday. If you get the Sunday... With a win against Drake tomorrow. With a win against Drake tomorrow. You've got to win. Yes. Between now 
and Sunday if you're if you're you and I and you can probably I was going to say rest easy no you can't no there's no resting easy but there's a there's a chance you're going to be called as opposed to if you lose between now and Sunday and then get beat on Sunday in St Louis you have no chance Delamont joins the program next we'll get into Iowa State when we come back Miller and Condon till noon Claxton's barbecue uh, to come as well we're on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO one oh six free. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Sports Station 1460KXNO with you here until noon. Fight in Stillwater Saturday night. Where's the what? There's going to be a fight in Stillwater. You think there is? That, that's the music here. Get what I'm doing? I do get you. You're doing not buying it? Not buying no, it. All right. I hope it's a good game in Stillwater on I Saturday. I hope so. I think we might be. Three o'clock. Late Somewhere? afternoon. Late afternoon. Not yeah. exactly tonight. Hawks 11, Clones 3. The Valley in-state battle at five. five. So pretty damn good window. Honestly. I'll be in the nap center for that one. So you will be there. Yes. So I thought you were talking about Arch Madness. No, I know you're not going to Arch Madness. No. You've got the state tournament. Right. What are you doing Saturday night for school? No, nothing. I well, got a game tonight. Go. Got Centennial hosting Roosevelt. Substate semifinal, 7 o'clock here on KXNO. And then Saturday, it's to the nap center. A lot of hoops this weekend. Love it. Oh, no question about it. Kevin Lehman's got the, it does the color, correct? Tomorrow? He does. Yes. Excellent. We'll get Kevin at some point next week. Uh, you're off Wednesday. I'm off Thursday. Yes, as we'll have uh, state tournament coverage. In fact, that begins girls' state coverage at 11.45 on Monday morning as we'll get this started Monday? there. Yes. Yeah, girls' state basketball. We'll get started at 11.45. Johnston, Southeast Poke, all CIML tilt to get things started at 11.45 Monday. Pre-game at 11? Eleven thirty-five. Okay, uh, <laughs> are you trying to get out of work? Well, I, you know, jeez. Uh, Miller and Condon. Let's get to Dylan Montz. Ames Tribune is where you can read Dylan. Uh, Dylan, thanks for coming on, Dylan Montz. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, guys. It's good to be with you. Uh, good to be with you, my friend. Well, uh, Iowa State uh, made some news yesterday as they signed a quarterback for the uh, 2000. What is it? 2021 class they've put together. Kid by the name of uh, Charles Wright. Who I just read the piece of twenty four seven sports. Steve Wiltfong is one of their recruiting analysts at the top of their um, of the top of two forty seven's depth chart, meaning he's uh, one of the go to guys there. Uh, he says that this might be a steal if he if he played for a better team. Perhaps more schools would have signed. His quote is: "I felt if Charles had was at a school that was a state contender, uh, there'd be he'd have over thirty offers." What can you tell us about Charles Wright? Yeah, he's from Austin, Texas, and plays at Austin High School, which isn't necessarily the one of the more well-known schools down there. People think of Lake Travis and Westlake, where all those great quarterbacks uh, of the past have come from, but uh, really uh, effective. And he's he's not huge. He's I think six one, about one ninety five right now. So he's not um, you know the, this oversized kid, but uh, he's thrown for fifty seven hundred yards, fifty seven touchdowns. Um, you know, really more of a pro-style quarterback, but um, it can sit back and, and kind of pick people apart a little bit. And, um, yeah, his his offer list uh, doesn't probably blow people away. It's like uh, North Texas, Texas State, UTSA. But 
Um, he's had interest from uh, other Power Fives. I think Baylor was around at one point, maybe TCU. So um, a, a nice get. And then, like I mentioned in, in the quick piece that I wrote, it just kind of one of those foundational pieces of a class, getting a quarterback. Right. So uh, one a kid that they've been in on for, for quite a while now. Fourth commit of this class, but the biggest thing is we see this happen so many times. The quarterback commits, and then he starts doing some recruiting of his own. Do you know what, as outside of what he is as a football player, is he got the personality? Is he going to be a guy that's out there and talking to the other recruits, not just in Texas, but across the country, and trying to get them to commit to the ISU program? Yeah, I think that's, um, like you mentioned, it is so important to have those kinds of kids that can be recruiters. I think he, he can be one of those guys. He's been around campus a bunch, uh, come up for unofficial visits, been around the other um, commitments, certainly the other recruits. Um, I think he was offered last May, so there's a longstanding relationship there, and uh, I'm sure he's well indoctrined into the uh, Matt Campbell way of thinking uh, of things and, and would be um, – you know, eager, I guess, to pass it along. So it would be interesting to see, like you mentioned, if there is some sort of flurry now as they get into the spring and uh, eventually the summer. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's talk basketball. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune is our guest. Oklahoma State, home to West Virginia, and then back on the road for K-State before the team heads to Kansas City for either opening night or the second night, depending on uh, how much damage they can do in these next three games. Dylan, Oklahoma State on the road, home to West Virginia and at K-State. Why do I think tomorrow is the trickiest of the three? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to predict because Oklahoma State has kind of been all over the map. They really have. They've certainly had their struggles in Big 12, but they have gone and and played well against people. They they got blasted by what 25 at Kansas, and right. then they beat Texas Tech at home. So it's just their their identity is is hard to pin down. But yeah, and, and we've seen this Iowa State team not do very well on the road either. So I think that that's a, a certainly a factor, but. Um, you know, coming up, West Virginia has had its own um, identity issues and kind of been all over the place. And then Kansas State might, uh, you know, be in the conversation um, to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12, you know, in a long time. So, um, yeah, I, I think this certainly presents the most challenges. But, um, you know, again, they're they're kind of settling into who plays what role now without Tyrese Halliburton. And um, they're going to need people to play well down there because it is kind of a, a tricky place. We've seen Rasir Bolton certainly play well on the offensive end. We were uh, talking about some defensive numbers. Don't exactly paint a great light there. That's as a whole, but Caleb Grill, though the shot still hasn't come around, he showed some defense and some mm. some toughness there in that victory against TCU. Good to see for a freshman. Even when shots aren't falling, he's out there still playing hard and helping out on that defensive end. Right. I think that's the thing for a kid like that. that you, you just want to see if if he's not... Uh, being able to connect on shots, can he impact the game in other ways? And certainly those two defensive plays toward the end uh, were huge. And, um, you know, maybe you start out with a, a few things like that, then you, you take a couple shots, you see you go through the net a little bit, and then you can, you know, I think that's how Matt Thomas even was uh, several yep. years back. Um, he had his own struggles uh, shooting the ball, um, was able to find other ways to impact the game, whether it was on defense or, or being a swing man around the perimeter, and then start, shots started to fall, and um, now he's he's having a great career in the NBA now with his first year at the Raptors. So, and and that's not you know not there's there's lines to be compared to I guess um, in, in terms of their their abilities. But I think um, you know Caleb Grill certainly 
to see that kind of fight, I guess, and being able to impact the game is, was a positive for Iowa State, certainly. And, and earlier in the week, George Condit uh, was, I thought, uh, showed some real leadership. While not calling his teammates out by name, he seemed to uh, have no problem, and, 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 and rightly so, uh, for challenging his teammates and, and did so in front of you know a media, uh, a media scrum. Uh, you don't see that often, and, and seemingly they responded a little bit here, Dylan. I mean, they played very well against TCU. They gave up the, you know, they gave up the lead, but then they found a way uh, to, you know, take it back again and win the basketball game. And we've seen Iowa State kind of pout a little bit when uh, similar things have happened. Condit may be not too little, too late, but it was good to see out of Condit taking that leadership role. And and you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, setting a path towards next year. If you're going to have a season that goes sideways, having something, uh, having a, I guess, a, a talk like that or a response like that from one of the players, um, it, it, it's better to have that than not because it shows that they care right. and that they're they're not going to just fold over and, and pack it in the rest of the season. And that's not to say these last few games won't um, you know be a, a struggle at times, but I think having having shown that, I guess, uh, says a lot probably to the fan base, the coaches, and then whoever else, just because um, they, they're they upset by how the season's gone, they're frustrated by it, and they're, they're working to change it. And it, I think it does start with, um, you know, the way you approach things, whether that's in practice or a game. So uh, the last three games of the regular season, Kansas City after that, and then obviously the season will come to a close short of making a run in that Big 12 tournament. Ken and I were talking a little bit about the way the Cyclone fan base is going to travel, and if they have to play in that opening round in the 7-10 or 8-9 game, you know how well attended that'll be, the week will be for Iowa State. How about your guys' coverage at the Ames Tribune? I know there's been times in the past where it wasn't just Travis going, but a couple of different guys. Do you know? Do you kind of have your guys' marching order of what it's going to be like down in Kansas City? Yeah, so I mean, Travis will be there. Um, certainly, I, I won't be making the trip, and um, you know, I will obviously probably be in tandem a little bit with the Des Moines Register, um, mm-hmm. just to have some stuff uh, come out of that. I think um, they'll have a couple people down there as well. But yeah, it, it's different when they play uh, on Wednesday. Certainly, uh, last year I wasn't down for any of it except for the the championship game at the end. I made the trip down and back uh, that day, but. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the turnout is, and certainly that's a pretty big hub for a, a alumni base for Iowa State. So yep. all those people will be out, you know, regardless. But um, yeah, it's it's probably not going to be as much of a, a vacation destination spot uh, like it's been the last few years, just given um, the, the the timing of the week and then um, maybe what could be an exit, whether that's on Wednesday or Thursday potentially. So. Um, hard to predict right now, but there will be some sort of base, I'm sure, because the alumni down there. Waiters, waitresses, bartenders, yeah. they're taking a hit right. this year. <laughs> Not having Iowa State there for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, I mean, it could happen seemingly. Hey, I want to go back to football with you, Dylan, before we let you go. Uh, and I want to go to, to all places, Baylor. Have you heard anything uh, on, on Charlie Brewer and, and his concussions? And then, um, you know, I want to follow that up with, with Dave Aranda is because I think it's an it's hard, crazy to say this. I don't think Baylor took a significant step back when Matt Rule, who's had a terrific run there, let's be honest. But Dave Aranda is a defensive guru, um, and, and clearly he's been been everywhere and he's got national championships. So, what have you heard on Brewer? And is the change in coaches in Waco maybe not as um, 
as big of a deal as some think it is. Yeah, I, I really haven't heard much on Brewer, but the, the whole concussion stuff is um, it's kind of a tenuous spot to be in, certainly because you've seen guys you know, all over the place. They start to get a few more and then you know, have to medically retire. I haven't seen anything uh, yet this spring. Maybe once Bailey starts to get into more spring ball, there will be some stuff that comes out of it. So, so certainly something to watch because I think um, you know, along with Brock Purdy, they're in the upper echelon of the Big 12, maybe the top two or three now. Uh, returning quarterback, so uh, certainly something to watch. And then, yeah, I think Dave Randall is a, a great hire just because of yep. uh, his cachet, certainly coming off the LSU uh, title run. And, and um, you know, in the previous stops, he's, he's been a guy that's been able to do it now for, for quite a while as an assistant coach. And what Matt Rule did in, in building the program up from, from where it was just a couple of years ago, um, you know, he, he leaves – the roster, I guess, in a good spot for Dave Aranda to step in and, and not have to, you know, do the legwork, I guess, for a couple of years. You can come in and probably uh, be successful right away. So I, I think the pieces are there for them to, to be in contention again to, to be a, a, toward the top of the Big 12. So, um, you know, interesting things happening in Waco for sure. No doubt about it. Dylan, thank you. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune, amestrib.com. Aranda was at Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, won a national championship, obviously, this uh, past January at LSU. Uh, defensive mind in the Big 12. I like it. Yeah, right. Right? I think it's great. I, I, Trent, Matt Rule did such a phenomenal job. He and, mm-hmm. and the circumstances that he was thrust into. And to get this program back to Bryles-like success without all the other BS that comes around came along with that um, with that coaching staff and athletic director <laughs> dot dot dot. I think it's a good hire. I really do. Four new coaches a year ago in the league, uh-huh. just one new coach this year, and now Matt Campbell, the third longest tenured <laughs> coach <laughs> in the Big Twelve football conference. That's crazy. He's already up to number three. He is. Uh, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Only Gary Patterson and Mike Gundy have mm-hmm. been at their schools as head coaches longer. Right, 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 right. He's got Riley. He was there for sure, but he wasn't a while head coach. Getting the job, but yes. Yeah, so, what a stat, huh? Third longest tenured coach in the Big Twelve. <laughs> Not uh, that's that's crazy. All right. So, um, do you like Iowa State this weekend? I, don't I think, think so. It, is it the trickiest of the three? I think it is. In terms of point spread. No, just in terms of, I, I think they'll give us, look, it's the final home game of the year next Wednesday night mm-hmm. at Hilton. They haven't had that magical night. They, even the Seton Hall game, it was a good win, don't get me was, wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't a Hilton magic. Right, yeah. <laughs> that it hasn't been around. And I, I, you, it can't stay away for a whole year, can it? This team has not won a road game this year. No, I know. Well, they'll win. They'll win next Saturday at K State. You know, when we talked to Matt Postens about coaches that may be, is there going to be any changes in big? Mm-hmm. What about Weber? Hmm, boy, it's got to be tough, right? He, That's he's done a nice stinks. job. He has. He has. Elite Eight a couple of years ago. No, he's, 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 he's absolutely. But this year's been so. You're thinking maybe this is the Mulligan. Yeah, made the tournament last year. Elite Eight the year before that. They were a four seed. They got bumped out early a year mm-hmm. ago. I don't think he could run him out of time. After it's Kansas State. I know. It's Kansas State. They they had a nice run with Mitch Richmond. 
That was a long time ago. It sure was. A really long time ago. Uh-huh. You know, people are saying, who the hell was Rich Mitch, Mitch Richmond? He's a guy that could shoot the basketball. Well, did well. you see Barry Sanders was trending on Twitter today? Because of, Now, I don't know where this was from, but uh, who the hell's Barry Sanders? Oh, no. Honest to God. Oh, no. We're getting old, dude. Uh, we are dinosaurs, aren't we? Uh, we will. Uh, well, we haven't done this in a long time as well. It's been exactly about a week since we invited four of our listeners to call 284-5966 and try and win some barbecue from Claxons. It's a great, great place to go. I have been thinking about that brisket sandwich. I need to get over there. In fact, I'm going to be in Altoona later today. i got to well, grab the there equipment you go. as the guys are going to be out at Prairie Meadows. So, Oh, the boys are up at uh, doing their show at Prairie yeah, Meadows Yeah, both Murph and Andy and the Fanatics. Wow, they're all there. They're all there. So I'm thinking i got to so go out there. So the two morning shows drew the short straw. They did, yes. They'll be out there for the coaches' show. Hey, maybe. Just oh, maybe. that's because the coaches are doing. Uh, they're they're yep. having their event at the ballroom. At yes. So I'm going to stop at Claxons, have myself an early dinner. Probably get another one of those. Well, do you know the, do you know how to get from when you're at Prairie in the parking yes. lot? You know, you turn right to go to Adventureland yes. Drive. Just turn left, and you'll snake your way through. I think it's called Prairie Meadows oh, Drive. I, I know exactly what You'll go what right by the about. barn area uh-huh. on your left, and as soon as you come to the light, you turn right, and 50 yards, maybe 50 feet. Is Claxons. I am excited about my afternoon and evening. Well, if you're if you've called in and you're getting a ring, you are one of the four contestants for Claxons. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Getting a busy signal, you're going to have to wait until next week, unless Commissioner Condren finds someone who's trying to sneak. In. Now we just lost somebody, so there's yes, an open yeah, line. Open not line. any line, uh, not anymore. It's gone. Two eight four five nine six six Claxons giveaway on the other side. Why are these people dropping? Stay right there. We'll get to you. Just be patient. Uh, Miller and Condon, back after these. Claxon's giveaway, 1460 KX and segment of the week, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxon's Barbecue, they've done it right, and they've done it right for approaching 25 years, a restaurant in business over 25 years. Uh, that's not normal, unless you're, you do it right, and they do. Claxon's Barbecue, ClaxonBBQ.com online. Jim, Shane, Kevin, and Matt, in that order, uh, we will give you Iowa Penn State, you and I, Drake, Oklahoma State, ISU, Maryland, Michigan State, and the tiebreaker fellas. Uh, give this some thought. The four in-state schools, their total points combined, closest without going over. Mm. I don't care about Penn State. I don't care about Oklahoma State. Their score, just uh, the four in-state schools, how many points they will score. Let's get to Jim first of all. Jim, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Penn State. We'll take the Hawkeyes. You and I, five and a half over the Bulldogs. Uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, Oklahoma State's a four and a half point favorite over the Clones. I like Iowa State. Okay. Uh, Maryland is a three and a half point favorite over Michigan State. I think State gets them. Okay. Uh, Here's the tiebreaker, Jim. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, Northern Iowa. Those four teams, total points, closest without going over. 285. Jim, have a good weekend. You too, thank you. Thank you. Shane is next. Hello, Shane. Hello. Iowa, three and a half point favorite over Penn State. 
Uh, or they're the Hawks. You and I is five and a half over Drake. And we'll do the Panthers. Okay. Oklahoma State, a four and a half point favorite over Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma State. Maryland gives three and a half to Sparty. Uh, let's do uh, Michigan State. Okay. Tiebreaker for in state schools. Their total points tomorrow closest without going over. 279. Shane, have a good weekend. Great, thanks. Thank you. Kevin is next with Miller and Condon. How you been, Kevin? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Iowa, three and a half point favorite over the Nittany Lions. Hawks. You and I, five and a half over Drake. You and I. Okie State gives four and a half to the Clones. Oklahoma State. Maryland, three and a half over Michigan State in Maryland. Michigan State. Total points, the four in-state schools, closest without going over. 271. Thanks, Kev. Have a good weekend, and Matt brings it to a close. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh, doing fine, thank you. I was a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Penn State. Iowa. You and I, five-and-a-half over Drake. You and I. Oklahoma State, four-and-a-half over the Clones. Oklahoma State. Maryland, three-and-a-half over Michigan State. Maryland. And the tiebreaker, the four in-state schools, their total points. Closest without going over. 279. 279. Matt, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons making that possible to do every single week. That certificate is good Sunday through Thursday. So, we have consensus in two of the picks. Two guys did the exact same thing? Well, no. Everybody picked Iowa. Okay. And all four also picked you and I. Okay. If you of those were in two? this contest, I, I think, think Iowa clubs Pence. I think Drake gives you and I all they want. And I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Again, our, our simpler thinking continues <laughs> down this path again. Remember uh, we had those times when we disagree on a lot of things? Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was, yeah. Now we're just all, well, you, all coming I've, together. I've taught you some, some I, things. I think I'm making you grow as a sports fan <laughs> and understanding more. I think that's okay. the direction. All right. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I think Iowa wins this game double digits. I think they're going to play really well tomorrow oh, against Penn so State. So it's it's, there's no edge of your seat down this no, stretch? No, no. This is a clubbing. Walloping. Uh, uh-huh. Has your DraftKings account or William Hill taken a stab at this game tomorrow yet? It hasn't come out yet, but when it does, this is one oh, I'm confident right. in. Basketball's always late. It is late. Usually middle of the afternoon? Yeah, 3 o'clock-ish, mm-hmm. something like that. That'll come out here. I'm with you, though, Drake. I, I think we both watched that game start to finish in Cedar Falls. Yes. For 35 minutes. Drake was the better team. They were the better team. Mm-hmm. And short of A.J. Green. It was A.J. Green down the stretch. <laughs> it was. So tomorrow we got the, the Hawks at 11. Yep. Nothing at 1. 3 o'clock Iowa State. 5 o'clock mm-hmm. UNI Drake. And 7 o'clock Maryland Michigan State. It's a good way to that's cap not off bad. the evening. It's, what's what's early point. afternoon? Is there a big game early afternoon? CBS is Kansas K-State. No, thanks. Well, remember we had to fight the last time these yeah, two teams that's, faced that's off. So there's, yeah, that's not good. You know what? They're, they'll come nowhere close to laying a hand on each other. Auburn plays Kentucky. That's a 245. That's good. Yeah, too close to Iowa State. Seton Hall at Marquette. One thirty. Okay, that's not bad. That's actually pretty good. Baylor at TCU. That's at 1. Maybe TCU Baylor, under, yeah. I think Baylor wallops them. Florida State goes to Clemson, so yeah, not a whole lot there. Late night, we get another St. Mary's Gonzaga uh, uh, match. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Did you say Oilers Jets? I, I did not. 
<laughs> did I did I stutter? You might no, you didn't. No. Oilers Jets. Oilers Jets, baby, the best player in the world. Connor they McCaffrey. televise that stuff. Now come on. You know what? Ha- now let me uh, rub a little salt in you Americans' nose here. Okay. You know what happened ten years ago today? It was 2010. I do not. Maybe the greatest goal in the history of Canadian hockey. Connor McDavid? No. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal in the Vancouver Olympics. I have no idea what they you're talking about. They beat the Americans. Zach Parise tied inside a minute to send the game to overtime. I will sit here and, and go to my grave thinking that there was not a team. A team. Well, maybe I won't go to my grave. Maybe there was. But that had as much pressure on them as the Canadian Olympic hockey team playing in Canada right. in our sport in that game. To win that game. Yeah. Had to win that game. 1972, nobody remembers this or cares. The Summit Series was huge. Sidney Crosby's golden goal 10 years ago today. There's your hockey minute. That you gave me the full minute. There you, you go. You didn't used to give Brinson a full minute to talk no. NBA. No, it's really with the... With the uh, and you were doing your audience a favor. Right. right. We really tightened it up to a good 30 seconds right. before the buzzer would sound and uh, Brinson's NBA minute would be over. You got your hockey in today. No, I did. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, that, that was a good hit. So on, that's on hockey for you. Hockey... Well, uh, uh, that'll end my Saturday. That'll end, end Saturday. Saturday. Boy, it's a busy Saturday watching sports. And Saturday, we got some good games too. Michigan-Ohio State. Should be decent. Saturday or Sunday? That, or Sunday, excuse me, yeah. That's that not bad. On Sunday, that's mm-hmm. the 3 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. And CBS CBS must not have the golf, I would guess, this weekend then? Uh, no, they don't because they've got Georgetown Xavier early, so they, they can't. Georgetown Xavier on C. Think of Xavier. Think of that program mm-hmm. and what they were. And now mm-hmm. in the Big East, and they get to be on big CBS. Not CBS Sports Network. Can I give out my Sunday night pick? What do you got? 5.30, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Ooh. Big Ten Network. Good way to end the week. The yeah. following week, a better way to end the week. Iowa, Illinois. Oh. In. In is right. All right, Murph and Andy, they'll be in at 2. The Fanatics will be in at 4. And Monday, sadly, we'll be here before we know it. But the good news is the Morning Rush will be on your radio at 6. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.